I'm on, I'm that way with everything. I want it to be dead and I want it to be dead instantly, you know, and sometimes you don't get that and you might get double lungs, you know, but still like that's animals on its feet. I'm, I know it's going to go down, but if I can sneak another one in real fast, real quick, like I'm definitely doing it. Hey guys, welcome to How to Be a Bear Hunter number five. Our guest today is Garrett Wales, good friend of mine. Get yourself a cup of the Frontier Roast. Keep both hands on the steering wheel. Tune in and listen to some bear hunting philosophy. I'm here with Garrett Wales. Garrett is a friend of the Nosler family, friend of mine. He was co-founder of Ten Barrel Brewing and now is helping to head up what's called Project 48 and getting new people involved and integrated into the shooting sports. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that, love that. But we're talking bear hunting today and how to be a bear hunter. Mm-hmm. And for, for me... Bear hunting is so much different than deer hunting and elk hunting and whatever else. You're not just a hunter. You adopt a certain philosophy. You kind of reinvent yourself when you become a bear hunter. Mm-hmm. How has bear hunting changed you? Oh, man. I think in a lot of ways, you know, I, I was lucky. I, I had been on several uh, Oregon bear hunts, unsuccessful uh, for myself, was on one successful hunt with a friend. Those unsuccessful hunts really begin to define you and shape you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is definitely something very unique about predators, right? And and especially bears, the, the monster of the woods, right? And, you know, for me personally, I my first successful bear hunt was a brown bear on the peninsula, way out on the peninsula. See, I so, knew about this hunt, <laughs> yeah. and I was wondering if that was going to be it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, it was a game changer. It was fairly early in my, I, I don't know how to describe that, but like, I guess the more advanced part of my hunting, because I branched out and kind of started, you know, traveling around the country and, and the world, and it just became such a huge part of my life and who I am in personal, professional, in every capacity. And so that hunt being relatively early on there, you know, part of it there was was summed up by by our, our great friend who we were with there, Brett Weaver, said, you know, bear hunting is 99% boredom and 1% sheer terror. There you go. And that's the best way to put it, mm-hmm. right? Now, for me, it's not quite 99% boredom because I can sit under glass for 15 hours a day. I love it. I See, love everything about it. That's what I'm talking about when you have to reinvent yourself. Yes. People tell me, well, I can't sit in a tree stand. I can't sit in one place for more than 30 minutes. Well, yes, you can. Well, yeah, and that bear hunt is where I learned to do it. Right. You know, and I think that's probably why I had never been successful here in Oregon leading up to that was the patience. I mean, all hunting takes patience. All of it takes persistence, but not like bear hunting. And you just feel like the consequences are so much higher, you know? And then when, when it all comes together and you experience that 1% of sheer terror and you come out successful, I think, man, it's like such an accomplishment. There's so much confidence that goes with it. Um, like you were telling me before we started, you know, all of a sudden you go back and like, well, I, I did that. Yeah. I took that down. I looked that in the face and, and won you know, conquered that so I can do anything. 
Mm-hmm. And to me, especially in hunting, you know, again, I learned so much coming out of that, the importance of glass, the important, not, not just do it, but the patience required, how to get in that zone and stay alert and stay attentive for that much, you know, that, that period of time, even when, because for us, it wasn't like, oh, there's a bear. No, that's not the one. Oh, there's a bear. It was like nothing, nothing for, you know, and we had sunlight up there for at the time, like, you know, 19 hours a day. When was this in May? It was in, it was in May, middle of May, because actually my wife, bless her heart, I got back from that hunt on the peninsula three days before our wedding. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. She got a changed man out of that deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm lucky she let me go. I, you know, her mom has worked with, I don't know if you know Matt Tomseth. Mm-hmm. She's yes. worked for Matt for, I don't, you know, almost 30 years, I think. And everything was all fine and dandy. Until I was about like a couple days before I leave and, and Matt says to her, like, I can't believe Sam's letting him go on this hunt right before the wedding. Julie's like, why? Is it dangerous? You know, he's like, well, I mean, kind of. But I mean, on the peninsula, you can get stuck out there for 10 days at a time. If a storm rolls in. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, the one person that would know. Yeah, <laughs> but it all worked out. And uh, and yeah, I mean, really did come back from that. It, it is. It's 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 very unique. And, you know, a lot of people don't think about bear hunting, you know, especially here that it's we do it. A lot of hunters do it. But especially people who first get into the sport, um, don't think about it. It's got to I don't know. Bears are kind of a hot topic. If you talk to anti hunters, they're kind of up there on the list. But man, it's 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 it make you better at everything. OK, so how many days did you invest before you saw the bear up in alaska uh-huh. i actually got lucky we were on day three day three but um i hadn't seen a single one before that of 12 like to 15 hours of glassing maybe oh yeah mm-hmm. at least yep at least were you using primarily binoculars or spotting scope or were you switching back and switching forth? back and forth mm-hmm. you know especially then single eye um, yeah. lucky I've got a double eye now. Oh uh, man, it's that makes so much difference. Game changer. Yeah. But you know, some of my eyes get burned out, but also at the same, you know, up, and that was really my first hunt up in the Northern country at all. Mm-hmm. So until you really realize like, you know, I'm glass and I don't realize even with my tens that I'm looking <laughs> four miles away. Yeah. You know, there's, there's just nothing to really compare it to mm-hmm. unless you're looking at the mountain. Even then it, the same thing happens. So. We talk about big country, but that coastal brown bear area is just huge where you can see for a long ways. Forever. Yeah. And the, the light is almost always good. You know, it's, 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 I mean, even it'll get flat. You can see real well through glass. You don't get burned out a lot in the glass. And yeah. So it was probably, you know, 40 hours of glassing, something like that. What's you your know? favorite caliber for bear? Black bear or brown bear? Well, now, I mean, no doubt it's the 33. 33 Nosler, yeah. In fact, you know, John uh, just had a successful hunt a few months ago and, you know, two shots on a 10-foot bear. I mean, it hits so hard and so fast. Yeah, so to me, it's the 33. Yeah. Because you've got, you can go a little longer range. I mean, a lot of guys still love that 375. You know, there's there's a lot that will work, but to me, the best of all worlds is the 33. And if you can shoot whatever you can shoot really well, yeah, the course. biggest that you can shoot really well, then that's the gun to have. Get a perfect first shot, rack it fast, follow up. And that's so important. I am so done with this one shot, one kill thing. And especially with bears, if it needs another round, you shoot it. Shoot Again, it. you make sure that it's down and it stays down. You know, and, and I, there's a, a lot of reasons for that. To me, I, I'm on, I'm that way with everything. I want it to be dead and I want it to be dead instantly. 
you know, and sometimes you don't get that and you might get double lungs, you know, but still like that's animals on its feet. I don't know it's going to go down, but if I can sneak another one in real fast, real quick, like I'm definitely doing it. See, that's it's why not an ego thing for mm-hmm. me. It's, it's the opposite. It's like, it's the right thing to do for a lot of reasons. It's and, the right thing to do. Yeah. Especially they start running downhill and bears, you're going to end up, look, brown bears a little different. I mean, you don't put that thing down right away and you're going in after that bear. Yeah. And if it's wounded or it's back in its hole, like that's not a good situation to be in. Same thing with black bear, but especially with our black bear up here, even more than that is, I mean, I know of a lot of guys that maybe didn't take that follow-up shot because they knew I pinned it, I hammered yeah. it good, and they never find it because it just goes straight down into the deepest, darkest hole it can find, and guys look for days. And that's not something, you know, I'll lose sleep over that for months. So I, I kind of differentiate between, I see the bullet strike, if it's rolling, somersaulting down the hill, that's one way where they move really quickly. Mm-hmm. And that's a bear you're going to have to deal with later if mm-hmm. it's somersaulting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. A lot of guys start celebrating, but I'm like, no. stay on it, stay yeah. on it, stay on it. If it stops, yeah. you know, get another one. My daughter, my middle daughter, when she was 12, got her first bear, her only bear mm-hmm. at 12. She did exactly what I told her. She just kept right on working on that bear until, until it was out of sight. And that made it a lot easier to find it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And that's a, I mean, I just think that follow-up shot's so important. I, my wife got into hunting, re, you know, not, it's been about eight, nine years now. I wasn't raised that way though, just since we've been married. And, and, uh, that's to this day, she's a great shot, mm-hmm. phenomenal shot, but it's, you can hear it. I'm, I'm always trying to video on some capacity, whether it's phone scope, you know, <laughs> just for, you know, so it's follow the shot or just for memories, whatever. But every time, I mean, it's, you know, shoot again. Yeah. You know, and then a lot of times they'll, you know, you'll hear me like, I mean, it's reload, reload, shoot again, shoot, hold on, hold on. Yep, it's dead. Yeah. You know, but that's the first immediate instinct. So I, I'm a member out at COSA. Mm-hmm. You probably are too. Central Oregon Shooting Sports Association here in where we live. When I'm taking a bear hunter with me for the first time, a friend of mine or one of my kids, we go to the range and we don't just shoot the 100 yard and the 200 yard target. I set up a target at 50. I set one up at 30 and I set one up at 10 and then I make them start at 100, run that bolt as fast as mm-hmm. they can, shooting the close ones. My first bear was running straight at me. Mm-hmm. And so I had to shoot and stop it and turn it. Nine out of the first 10 bear hunts I was on, mine or some other people's, were just like that. Uh-huh. So I, I think you, you learn to stand up and shoot. Yeah, and that's the important well. thing too is, is especially for, you know, first time hunters and, and especially bear hunters is you see a lot of people out of the range on a bag, on a bipod. And that's awesome. That's shooting practice. Yeah. But like, I can pretty much guarantee the one thing you're not going to do shooting at a bear is shoot off a bag on a bench. Yeah. Like, so get up, take a knee, stand they don't up, come lean to against the, range. the post. Like, yeah, all those things, you know, get used to it. Situational shooting. Yeah. Leaning against a tree. And I practice shooting right-handed and left-handed because sometimes you don't get the shot right-handed. Yeah. See, sometimes you have to use your offhand. Okay. That first shot, and then they get to spinning. Mm-hmm. Like, and you never know oh what's going to happen. Goodness. Oh, right? my goodness. Oh, my goodness, that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Hunting philosophy. What would you say your hunting philosophy is? Man, I think if you ask most people that hunt with me, like the first thing they would probably say is aggressive. Mm-hmm. I'm a charger. I push mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. And in, I think, all aspects, right? Uh, when in doubt, I'm climbing higher. If we're not sure, you know, if we're, if we're of course, I, I've taken pride in learning a lot over the years and and being pretty good situationally. But if we're 50-50, I'm like, okay, hey, should we sit back, pull out, 
you know, watch or, you know, is it time to go in? I'm going in. I'm not going to be reckless, but I, I just, I like to push. I don't like to, I like to leave as few things up to chance as possible. You know, if we're waiting for a deer to return to a, a feeding ground, like I'm going to go try and meet it two thirds of the way on his side. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just my general philosophy. It's worked out pretty well for me. It's also bit me in the ass a bunch. Sure. You know, I want to be aggressive, informed by wisdom and experience. Yes. Calculated aggression. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just trying to build that wisdom and experience, you know? So I think that's it. Other than like that kind of the tactic behind it, philosophy is to do as much as I can, wherever I can, and learn everything I can from everyone I'm with. Okay. So then how does this spin off into the business world? Oh, I think. There are so many parallels between hunting and business. And, and like, I, I think it's, it's insane. And I think all of the traits that are necessary to be a successful hunter are the almost to a T, the exact same traits to be successful in business. You look at the necessity of learning from failure. You look at, you know, patience, persistence, you know, you, again, using experience to decide is it time to be aggressive? Is it time to pull back? There's just so many parallels. And I think I always come home from camps and can draw a direct parallel to like probably a current situation I'm dealing with in the business world and think about it through that lens. Yeah. I just, I just think that the, the success in both realms run a, a very, very parallel path. And that seems super counterintuitive to a lot of people and they just don't understand it, you know? Okay. But, so counterintuitive. That's another thing that is one of my big hot buttons. If I think something is a certain way, it's usually a weakness of mine. Mm-hmm. And so then I look at it from the other way. That's where the success lies. And that's been the thing I think that has informed my bear hunting. If I think I need to look over into that canyon and then get in and look into this canyon again, a different one, and look into that canyon, I really need to just back up and sit in the one good spot. Mm -hmm. I'm aggressive in my patience. And I'll just, if I have to sit for eight hours, I will sit for eight hours. If it's 12 hours, I will sit for 12 hours. Well, that, yeah, I agree with you in that, you know, saying counterintuitive. Well, it's, it's into, it's counter to our own intuition based on our own experience, based on our own opinions and thought process and what we've kind Mm -hmm. of taught ourselves or learned along the way and formed. What we're doing is you have to be open to challenge that. Yeah. Again, same as in business, right? It can't be, this is the way I've always done it. This is the way I learned you know, whatever it is you have to. And I, I'm, I'm with you a lot of times like, man, it doesn't make sense to do that, which maybe that's why we want to do it. Let's think of, let's, let's think this through. My last bear hunt, I got into a full on argument with the guide. We were both dead certain that we were right. <laughs> and the, what it come down to was we were both right. There was so many bears in this Canyon as it turned out. We could have done what I wanted to do or done what he wanted to do. And we still would have got a bear. (laughs) Yeah. That's the best case scenario. Yeah. Can't fail if you want to. (laughs) And that was after three days of not seeing a thing. Yeah. Hey guys, if you like this episode, tell your friends. Hit like and subscribe and come back and download the next episode. Start at the first one. Skip around. Or start at the last episode. Work backwards. We dare you. Double dog dare ya.